This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Thanks for listening to the Covert Nerd Podcast. I really appreciate the time that you take out of your day to listen to what I have to say. Real quick, just want to mention our sponsor, Rainbow Comics and Cards. You can reach them at rainbowcomicsandcards.com, and I'll have a link in the show notes to get in touch with them and let them know that we sent you. With that, on to the show. Comics have been read. Action figures assembled. Video games have been played. A battle decades in the making. Two nerds enter the arena to do battle. Two nerds leave the arena more nerdy than ever. It's time for a nerd deathmatch. We've got a great episode today. I've got some good friends from over at Mega. And you've heard Mega before, but I'll put a link in the show notes so you can listen to their show. But uh, we're going to start right in and do a Mega Covert Nerd Deathmatch. And the way that works, just a brief overview for you. If you haven't listened to these before, we just pit our favorite characters talk about them, reminisce about them, and then we put them against each other and see who will win. So we have the guys from Mega here. So we'll have the He-Man Motu guys on one side and then the other side with me and Lee Bachma here on the other side. So with that, let's I'll just have you guys introduce yourselves. I'll start with myself. Tell, tell the listener where they can find you, your name, and we'll uh, get started. So I'm Lee with the Covert Nerd Podcast. You can find me, of course, over at covertnerd.net. And so we'll bump over to Jeff from over at Mega. All right. Uh, I'm Jeff Geegan, a.k.a. Jeff at Arms from Make Eternia Great Again Podcast. You can find us at makeeterniagreatagain.com. All right. Jesse. Oh hey, I'm 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 the sneak attack on this on this show. Yeah, uh, snout spout in the room. I uh, I'm not typically not typically the co-host of Make Attorney a Great Again, but I do I do some uh, mini comic read-alongs for the Make Attorney a Great Again uh, Facebook page. So you do those are fun. So you got to check. Those I'm like out. a I'm like a reserve. I'm like a pinch hitter or something. Yeah, I was gonna say he's a pinch hitter. So look out. Yeah, it could yeah. get rough. <laughs> yeah, right. pinch hitter like a clawful. That's there right. You go. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least. All right, so I'm uh, Lee Bachma. I'm a uh, Scorpio, and this is my sixth death, death match. I'm from the art of Lee Bachma. Uh, I can be found on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at that handle. And I'm also the uh, creator of the soon-to-be-released game, Hordes of Power, that is going to be sweeping the nation in June 2020, uh, which is a heavily inspired card game by... Uh, very similar to Make Attorney a great, in, great Again, so it kind of fits in to that vibe and motif. But anyway, let's uh, let's do some battle today. Yes, yes. Heck yeah, Hordes uh, of Power 2020, uh, something to finally look forward to in 2020. Exactly. Amen. Exactly. I should should state that the death matches was originated in the awesome mind of Lee Bachman, actually. We came up at Word. a, we were having lunch one day, I should say, and he's like, let's, what about like a nerd death match where we pit nerdy things from our past against each other and just fight it out so so thanks lee that was great that's a good idea I have, I have one good idea a year and i and i that was it <laughs> so oh man they're always fun though they are all right okay well let's get started so the first death match matchup is going to be the mechanized mayhem of, yes of attack track on the motu side and then kit from the nerd side so we'll go ahead and get started with i like let's go ahead and start with kit of course if you don't know is from the hit tv show night rider from 1982 to 1986 and if you remember in the opening they have the little catchphrase and i'll try to say it in as best a tone as the narrator from the show is but i know i don't do it justice jeff could probably do better but anyway <laughs> a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist i just you guys probably remember the intro of that and yes how iconic <laughs> of course the music i mean let's just face it the 80s had some of the best intro music ever 
Without a doubt. Oh, Without a doubt. You know, Knight Rider, A Team, those two right away fly fly off. Family the page. ties. Family ties. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, facts, true. It's the facts. That's the facts of life right there. That's uh, a, yes. yes. <laughs> so of course you have Michael Knight, who was Michael Long. And his name, actually I didn't know this, his middle name was Arthur. So Michael Arthur Knight. Get the catch on the King Arthur there a little bit. Big Mac, if you do the initials. Oh, yeah. Gravity thing. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And, of course, he kind of fits into the trope of the 80s of the adventure towns. The criminal sets up in the town, and Michael has to get rid of him. And you kind of have the the girl of the week that they usually had on those types of shows. A-Team had that, too, as well. But, uh, of course, you have the artificial intelligent car called uh called kid of course which stood for night industry 2000 and he was financed by a guy called devin well devin miles was his associate but wilton knight is the guy that came up with uh had all the money and financed everything and built kit and of course you have the dashing and daring david hasselhoff as michael knight richard basehart that was the guy that did the opening the voice for the opening narrator and then you had the guy that did the voice for Kit was the uh, Daniels was um, he was the guy that was also in, uh, let's say, what was it? Oh, Boy Meets World. And then he was also in St. Elsewhere. And he actually did St. Elsewhere and Knight Rider at the same time from 86 to or 82 to 86. Excuse me. He was a busy guy. <laughs> no did kidding. Kit's voice and did St. Elsewhere. The uh, kind of funny, the original name instead of Kit, K I T T, when they did the series early on, it was going to be T A T T, Tat. So I'm glad they changed that. That doesn't just roll off the tongue very yeah. well. It <laughs> takes a whole different world yeah. there. <laughs> and of course, Sweet Tat, bro. Yeah. Of course they <laughs> was that barbed wire? <laughs> of course, they got to put the AI computer in a cool car. And what's more cooler than a 1982 Pontiac Trans Am? Pontiac actually had, because of the popularity of the TV show, had so many requests for a black Trans Am with the tan leather with the T-top on it that they couldn't even keep up with production. That's how popular this show just took off like crazy. Michael Knight, of course, you know everybody thought he was the coolest ever. But uh, the one thing about the show, though, is just it wasn't necessarily i mean it was kind of the the cool car and all the different different things he could do the turbo boost where he could jump over everything and and the interaction between michael knight but just the whole thing was just just fun i just loved that show i don't know if you guys watched it much or not or oh man okay i was addicted to that show (laughs) i loved it the uh, guy that created it was actually did a heck of a deal instead of he did the deal of the percentage share so he got 50 50 of uh, the split with the studio on all the merchandising so all the toys wow models the t-shirts everything so that guy is still i, I read up on it he's still making money off this thing but 30 that's crazy 38 years later uh yogurt was right it's merchandising that's where the real money for the movie is made. merchandising <laughs> That's funny. Ran for three years. And they had, I don't know if your favorite episodes, but of course we had the favorite episodes I, I loved was the Goliath episodes with the the semi that had the same oh, yeah. armor as Kit. And it had his, his uh, twin brother was just simply David Hasselhoff with a mustache. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Tearing a page out of Star Trek's book there. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Put a mustache on him. He's evil. That's right. Does, you know, he has yeah. a mustache. He's evil. Of course. Yeah. Of course. He has to be. And then you had the evil kit, which was Car, Night Automated Roving Robot. That was a great episode. It was the evil robot. So those two were my favorite. I don't know what you guys thought was your favorite. I loved uh, I loved the episode. Uh, obviously, I loved both episodes with Carr because that was voiced by Peter Cullen. So you had yes. Optimus Prime Optimus as a bad Prime, guy. Baby. I was going to yeah. get to that. Right. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, so those, obviously. And then the cliffhanger where I legit thought Kit was dead. Goliath. Is that, Is right? that that episode? Yeah. It could yeah. be. Yeah, because there's two. Yeah. So it was a split. It was a season finale, of course. You yeah. see... 
Kit getting hit by Goliath, rolling over, and you don't know. And that's the season ends, and you have to wait six months before next season starts. Did Kit make it or not? And you're as a was that the one where he's like in lava? Like they put him in lava? (laughs) uh, No, this is just in the desert. All you see is is Goliath and Kit Clyde, and Kit's rolling over in the desert, and then it just ends. And that's you have to wait till next season. And you just don't know, is he going to make it or not? So when you're a six-year-old, seven-year-old kid, you're like, oh, no, he's done for. The whole creation, that guy that came up with the, the little light on the front, he was the guy that actually did Battlestar Galactica. So the Cylons, if you remember the Cylons, they yes. had kind of that, that red face light or whatever. So that's where he got that idea. And HAL 9000 from Space Odyssey. But they tried to reboot this. I don't know if you guys saw any of the reboots. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah, they Not came good. out. <laughs> they had nope. four of them. So they had the 1991 Knight Rider 2000. They tried to redo it in 94 as Knight Rider 2010. Then in 97, I didn't know about this one at all. 97 had Team Knight Rider, which had a bunch of yep. kits. And then if, then in uh, 2015, of course, they tried to redo That's the last latest one. Yeah. Yeah, they should have just left it alone. Yeah. I mean, it was just... It's just one of those things that you just can't touch it. As you know, as they went further along in seasons, it got, they were literally jumping the shark almost. (laughs) Right. Adding more and more things. Like some of the things he could do was two wheel ski driving. So he had little skis that would come out. He had this (laughs) seat ejection system. That that was kind of cool. He had a bomb sniffer, traction spikes. And then he had what's called olfactory sensors, which means he could smell. And, of course, the turbo boost and the molecular bonded shell, which was his armor that everybody always tried to shoot through, but never right. worked. I was going to say, I, I loved the show, obviously. I think it was perfectly cast. Me, personally, when it started getting into, like, what was it? Like, Kit 2000 or something like that, where, like, they had, like, the different lights on the bottom and all this stuff, and they are making it more futuristic and adding more and more pieces to it and stuff and yeah to me I, I, it, it just started going too over the top and i was like just just leave the car be you know what i mean yeah. like it was cool enough just like just that real like kind of sleeper mode just had that red thing on the front and that was it and, and it's cool with like things to open up and do stuff that yeah. was awesome but it was like they just kept adding more and more to it it's like it's not really looking like a cool car anymore that anybody could just drive yeah so i don't know but they're adding more. They kept adding more and more features and yeah. more and more things that he could do. And that just made just it. picking up stuff at Walmart. Just keeps tacking <laughs> it on. Let's add this on there. Let's, add, let's put this on That's there. Right. The one I'm thinking of is is like the the cliffhanger that kind of set that up where they tra- they changed him from regular kit to this new version because he he got dumped. I think it was Night Flight to Freedom is the name of the episode. And okay. and. He's like literally sinking into either lava or something or acid, something. Everything was quick. Could have been. Could have been. And they just (laughs) couldn't save Kit. So they had to transfer his AI into a new body. And that's Uh, when you had like Turbo Boost Plus or whatever. Yeah. 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 Because like the first one, he could only go to say, I think it was 180. And then Turbo Boost Plus was like 300 or something like that. They just kept moving it up. They always did the the funny uh, the funny episode or the name for the Peter Cullen episode with Carr was trust don't rust or trust doesn't rust. There we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then of course you had the kit driving into the semi. That was a, always fun to see, and they actually tried that on MythBusters, and they said you actually could do it. So. Yeah, just a fun yeah. show. I wow. don't know how well it holds up. I watched a couple episodes. I yeah. don't recommend rewatching Knight Rider 2000 because that's no. the one where it's set in the future and nobody has real guns. They have right. sonic weapons. And then, yes. like, the whole time, Kit's not even in a car. Like, he's plugged into a 57 Chevy. It's set in the future, but <laughs> Kit is in a 57 Chevy until the end when they steal, like, the super, super whatever, red or whatever. Car. Yeah. Yeah. They just plug him into a red car. Speaking of the original kit, this is this is why he's going to kick the living uh, stuffing out of attack track. I'm going to I'm going to lay out what what's going to happen here, what his capabilities <laughs> are. So as mentioned before, 1982 Trans Am with uh, artificial intelligence on board, which is capable of driving himself, which I'm pretty sure attack track cannot do. 
<laughs> Fake news. He's, uh, he's armored, news. Uh, bulletproof, and fireproof. There were several episodes where he took direct hit from rockets yep. and kept going. There are episodes where he would intentionally park on top of bombs and grenades to shield other people from the blast and keep on going. That's, so that's a Tuesday for attack track. Right there. <laughs> um, zero to 60 in two seconds with a top speed in excess of 200 miles an hour with rocket boost. He'll need that on to run away. Thrower, <laughs> on board laser. Yep. And wait for the piece de resistance. You can play video games on his dashboard. Done. Mic drop on Mic drop. Okay, that, that's, that's pretty important. That is, that's fair, yeah. And the that car is, fair. is always best with the driver. I mean, you've got David Hasselhoff. I mean, a music yeah. sensation in Germany. Just because he wore pants doesn't mean that he's any better than anybody in Eternia. I mean, you can put a piano scarf on uh, Man at Arms and you that's got right. it. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what, okay. for, that's what we got for Kit. What do we got for Attack Track, guys? Okay. So I'll kind of give some synopsis, definitely not in detail of, of what you just gave for Kit there. So um, so according to the Motu compendium, so Attack Track was uh, from 1982 is when he first came out in the DC Motu mini comics. So it says here, it says the attack track was a rugged land vehicle with a gold chassis built by man at arms and used by the heroic warriors. Its mighty brown treads could negotiate difficult terrain and overcome even the most challenging obstructions. Though designed for a single driver, it was large enough for passengers to ride holding on to its sides. The vehicle was also armed with laser guns capable of firing powerful blasts. In later appearances, the vehicle's color scheme was changed to red with blue treads, which matched the toy sold by Mattel. And then obviously in 1983 was when we got to see him in the Filmation animated series. And it says here, for the animated series, the vehicle's design was changed again, this time to feature a blue chassis with red treads. The attack track was equipped with an artificial intelligence that could speak with the passengers. This heroic minivan could carry multiple passengers in the front and two sky sleds or other cargo in the back on top of the roof you just said heroic minivan yes (laughs) and this is over (laughs) yeah minivan win every time so (laughs) you're pitting a minivan against a 1982 trans it's not a minivan it's like an astro van (laughs) 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 all right On top of the roof was a double-barreled swivel cannon that came in handy when enemies attacked from the air. So take that. Let the battle begin. All right. (laughs) No. I thought we win. No, I'm just had a roof rack for luggage for a minute there. I was. <laughs> you could put no, bikes I'm on it. Telling you, that's right. I'm telling you. Okay, so first and foremost, let's talk about because I I think the the uppercut is the is the toy, and we'll get to that in a second. But the filmation version of him was essentially the mystery machine with tank treads on it. Yeah, and, or the turtle party van, or the, the sky sleds van. in it. Is exactly truth, <laughs> but I think his biggest feature that I think kicks Kit's butt is the fact that Attack Track was sassy for days, <laughs> and he had yeah. a freaking personality that like just unbegets anybody else. And so it didn't matter if it was Skeletor or He Man or Orko or whatever, he was putting you down so hard because he was just full of the quippiness just like jesse meanwhile mr feeney over there cared about michael's feelings what's wrong michael what's wrong get in let's go on an adventure and michael's like i don't know so the emo squad over there meanwhile attack tracks like man at arms i don't need no man at arms i got sky sleds for days (laughs) i'll make it rain with sky sleds (laughs) yeah I don't care about no bird people. Avion, Avion, nothing. That's right. And and the other the other cool feature that I think everybody forgets that I will give it to Kit. He was fast. He was sleek. He had lots of cool lights on him and stuff. But I think that everybody forgets that Attack Track could climb up walls, and 
that's a feature. When you're in a cannon, Kit's just feature. down there being mad. But attack track, he's getting out and he's going through a drive through and he's getting something for like nine people. Michael, where are you? Kit, where are you, buddy? Where are you? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but by by season four, they were pulling off all the the gloves, and the, you know, I'm I I would sh- I would assume by season four, he probably could drive up walls or he could jump through them. That could be true. That could be true. <laughs> okay, but here comes the uppercut. Okay, the toy, hands down, beats any vehicle, whether real, cartoon, comic book, doesn't matter. The toy. Was the most menacing, vicious plastic <laughs> weapon ever known to mankind because you turned that thing on and it was full of demon tears and it would just tear after you and you'd scream bloody murder. And if it got you, it wouldn't let go. Even it didn't matter if you were begging for her uncle or nothing, it wouldn't let go until you flipped that switch. It so, nearly scalped Eddie's sister. It did. It almost did. It changed her life forever. She still, so, she's still traumatized. I mean, I'm telling you, and that rubber was legit. It would it would leave burn marks on you. How many batteries it would, uh, did give, Attack Track take anyway? It took, uh, I think, two C batteries. I think. C, okay. That's all it needed. That's all so it let needed. Me, let me get this straight. Your your finishing uppercut shot is your vehicle can pull the hair of a five year old girl. <laughs> yes, that's what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Yeah, right out of your head though. Right, right. Kit wouldn't do it. Kit would have stopped. No, no. Kit would have stopped. Kit would have been like, oh, Kit I'm sorry, I'm going to hurt you. That's right. Kit would have got and- lost on the way there, and, and Michael would be like, Kit, where are you, buddy? Yeah, that's seriously. Right. Kit, where are you? Yep. Talking you are Israel. the fastest car ever. Why aren't you here? That's right. You're never here on time. But I'm telling you, though, like, Kit would have been like, oh, oh, my gosh, a little girl. I can't hurt you. And Tack Track's like, come here. Let me show you what's up. <laughs> <laughs> plus i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that attack track would just laugh at lava and then walk over it probably with he's just he would just lava nothing i think it right. was programmed he couldn't kill a human but you're saying attack track has no there's no, no. level attack track <laughs> i swear the gasoline tank only accepted blood yeah i'm pretty certain kit, kit maybe had a soul attack attack track had negative soul negative soul negative he actually ate souls and and the other thing is too like your like kit was made by like some fancy scientist or whatever and attack track was made by man at arms who is arguably uh. the most evil mad scientist ever to exist <laughs> yeah yeah one man can make a difference but attack track don't need no man that's right uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's awesome well i don't know so so you're saying if it was the toy the kit toy versus attack track toy it's over I'm saying attack track toy versus the real car of kid. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) If he can catch him, you see a bad guy holding a little six year old girl. And he's like, if you do something, I swear I'm going to take her down. And Kit's like, okay, let's get the bomb squad here. Let's get the police here. Let's get everybody here to start negotiations. And attack tracks like, wop, 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 and just kills them both. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kit would try to think it out. That's right. To think it out. You just hear wad, 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 and they're both murdered. <laughs> so the villain's holding the gun. He just hears this noise, wop, wop, wop noise, and he's just yeah, like, what, step of death. <laughs> what, what's right. that noise? <laughs> That's death headed your way. <laughs> That's death headed your way. <laughs> oh man. Okay. You thought he wore a cloak. He actually drove an attack track. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> cloak in a okay. I'm willing to concede that the toy version of Attack Track is probably the, the most BA thing on uh, on treads. Thank However, you. as a, a counterpoint, the t- the TV version was literally a minivan. Kids, kids roll in that minivan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, kids, like, look out, Karen! I'm going to blow up your minivan. This is true. <laughs> this is true. And that's probably why he was so sassy. Yeah. Probably because he just didn't want to be a minivan. Yeah. yeah. So literally, so maybe, I don't know, maybe it's depending on versions we're going with. Maybe maybe we call it. Okay. So no, I think I think that I'm re- I'm ready to concede and say that if we're going apples to apples, obviously the toy is a straight up murderous weapon. <laughs> yeah. Um. But if we're going TV show to TV show, I think Kit wins oh, yeah. hands down. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I would there. say that it, I would say it's like if we're doing like a point scale, I would give Kit a nine. I give Tack Track probably an eight. And what so, Kit's not willing to do, Car would totally do. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. Right. And there wasn't another. There wasn't a, a, a evil cousin of of Attack Track or anything like that. Thank Ooh. God, because I no, can't yeah, imagine what that even it looks. It would like. rip a hole in the universe. It would be too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, why is Skeletor even on this show anymore? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Snake Mountain. Attack track is just sitting where the throne, Skeletor's throne was at. That's right. It's like puffing on a cigar. It's like, yes. <laughs> just see the arm send, of Skeletor hanging send out. Send more children. I need to pull their hair out of their scalps. <laughs> He's using Visto's uh, like, uh, severed hand to yeah. smoke that cigar, too. Yep. Mm. Nice. <laughs> He's like, I don't have any hands. So, Fisto, I'll just take your hand, Fisto. (laughs) Yep. All right. That's right. That's awesome. Well, let's move on to the next one, which is uh, fortification analyzation, which is location. So, we'll let the mega guys go first. Castle Grayskull was Eternia's ancient and legendary fortress of mystery and power. Its origins were obscured by time, and no one remembered who built it. All that was known was that it had been erected long ago before the Great Wars. There was immense power hidden within Grayskull's ominous skull-shaped exterior and impenetrable walls. In this place of wonders, whoever controlled Castle Grayskull controlled the universe. I really feel like I could just close the book now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> okay, next. Yeah. <laughs> But wait, you've got a secret weakness that we're going to exploit later. Uh Oh, I'll keep reading just in case that's true. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) While while arcane magic permeated its very essence, it was also outfitted with advanced weaponry and computer technology. Among these was a large two-barreled laser cannon mounted atop one of its towers. Castle Grayskull was filled with weapons and strange shadowy rooms. Enemies could be sent falling into the castle's dank dungeon. Dank, bro. Dang, on bro. It, <laughs> on its lower levels through a trap door in the throne room. The castle was guarded by an ethereal spirit who communicated with the great heroes of Eternia. The spirit knew, but did not disclose, that He-Man himself would someday become the true king of Castle Grayskull by uniting both halves of the power sword to enter Castle Grayskull, claim its throne, and learn the secrets of the universe. In addition, the spirit informed Tila that she was fated to become the guardian of the castle. The evil wizard Skeletor desperately craved the power within the ancient structure, but the spirit knew that He-Man was the prophesied warrior destined to become king of Castle Grayskull. Let's talk about the awesome things. So I think we also need to talk about some of the features of the toy. And I think we like blend all of the toys together a little bit on this one because I think all versions of Castle Grayskull toys had some cool features. So obviously the first one, that is one of the most iconic pieces of plastic ever. I mean, I wept when I (laughs) my parents gave me that toy and uh, that was incredible. But one of the coolest features, not only was it a carrying case, but it also had like it came with a weapons rack and it came with all sorts of stuff, the guns on top and everything. But I thought one of the coolest features was the sometimes working trap door that would, or yeah. So you could put your character on there. And if you turn the chair, the turn the throne, just right, the baddies would fall through the floor, uh, which sometimes worked, sometimes didn't. And then you had the ladder. Um, and then uh, that would break really easily. But no, it was really cool though. Other than that, all that, but then the 2000 series, uh, Castle Grey School, although it looked like a really um, smashed in pug or something like that. <laughs> it's uh, like an alien skull. Yes, it, it did not look very cool, but it had some of the coolest features that I have never seen on any other toy since. And uh, it was basically computerized for those people who didn't realize this, uh, all of the Motu, or uh, not all of, a good majority of the Motu toys in the 2000 series had a microchip inside of their bodies or whatever if they got into castle gray school they would actually um have certain 
it, it like the, the the castle had a speaker on it and so it would recognize that microchip and it was like i don't remember if it would say facts about them but i know for sure it would talk as them you would hear their voice and things of that nature oh. and so um that was a really cool feature that you know basically downloaded information inside of this castle that if you never had a stratos you never heard what what castle grayskull had to say about stratos i thought that was kind of cool um, <laughs> did, uh, but, did uh, the castle also like in the shows wasn't it surrounded by like a bottomless pit yes yep it was this uh what was it the souls or the well of souls or something like that yeah well of souls or something like that pit of souls or something like that which is pretty ba they actually sell carpets that look like that now really remember that iconic sticker that was like the grating and they had like little octopus things coming out of the bottom it's like that oh, you can back you should buy a carpet like that that's pretty freaking cool <laughs> it's like but, why uh, are they then, keeping those <laughs> that's right <laughs> what's down there and why are they still there right but then the the classics castle gray school i mean it has pretty much all the same features as a vintage one but it's like a lot bigger and a lot you know it's it's very well made very thick uh it's like going for like almost six hundred dollars right now which is pretty Whoa. incredible but it's uh it's something else but no anyways another cool fact i don't think jesse talked about it too much but he said that you know it was built before the great war so fun fact so it was actually hand built by the one and only titus oh so i didn't know that you can learn more about that on the titus episode of great again nice plug with some of the most <laughs> luxurious hair uh, yes. on any man living or dead i, I me and bachmer are so jealous of titus yeah <laughs> gonna buy a titus wig i'm even That's jealous right. of a man's like dutch boy plastic hair for crying out loud word <laughs> i hear you bro i've seen that you know retro stores everywhere that you know there's the old original castle gray skulls everywhere i said what are those oh, going yeah. for I mean, I think I saw some for um, twenty, thirty dollars. If you buy them, yeah. If you if you get them complete in decent condition, they go for about a hundred. Okay. Um, but if you get them incomplete, I mean, they can literally be if just the shells go for five to ten bucks, um, and then it just goes up from there, depending on how many pieces are with it and stuff. They had to have sold a boatload of those. Oh, dude. <laughs> Everybody, had I, them. I mean, you can make a boat out of them. I mean, there's like, there's so much plastic gray schools everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Every kid yeah. wants we always to find a gray school than a He Man at this point. Right. Yeah. We always joke a, around on Omega about, I think Eddie said that he, he joked around about like he wanted to put one like as a necklace and like wear it. Like he just hears like, thunk, 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 like bouncing around on his chest when he's walking. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But he actually took one and he converted it into like a Christmas theme. Yes. And uh, yeah, he put like Christmas whatever. lights and yeah, flocked it, put some snow and stuff on it. And it's pretty cool. And that's a, a new thing. Like a lot of people are doing. They're making like Halloween ones and mm-hmm. all those other because like I said, there's so many of them. I mean, you go to to, uh toys from the past in lincoln nebraska yeah and literally they line yep. the ceiling yeah. you know they're all the way across the store you know so those are awesome did you say yep. you got one at, right jeff when you were a kid yep yep yep, yep. yep. i got one when i was a kid uh, yep that's awesome yeah my i got that and my brother got snake mountain was, we both oh, got them on christmas i remember that we like yeah, walked you- out of our bedroom yeah walked out of our bedroom and it was just like from like the Christmas story of the movie or whatever. It's just like this glow of the Christmas tree. And oh. on one side is Castle Grayskull and the other side is Snake Mountain. Like my brother and I just sat there and we just started crying. It was wow. just <laughs> such an epic moment. It was yeah. so cool. That's awesome. I love those stories. Grant, granted, we were 23. <laughs> <Yeah>. but- <laughs> Back to last Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's awesome. All right. Well, our location is the Hall of Justice. From DC, well, from Super Friends. So this came. This was was not in the comic books. This started in the Super Friends back in the seventies, and of course you remember the iconic opening on this one. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, I mean that's a staple. Everybody, even even kids today, you say that like they'll they'll recognize that. But uh, showed up in nineteen seventy six in the Super Friends. It was built by, according to DC Comics, built by Superman and designed by Wonder Woman and Green Lantern. It had sections or areas of the Hall of Justice was the 
high technology clean lab. So it had a cleaning laboratory. It had a auxiliary robotics lab. So they had a lab and a robotics lab. We're gonna have two labs, I guess, on this one. A conference meeting area. You kind of remember in the show where they had the, the table in the middle and yeah, you gotta have that, you know. <laughs> a trophy room, which features weapons used by villains and heroes. But disclaimer here, all were dismantled by Batman to make them safe. So nobody could use them again. A nuclear lab, storage rooms, a sideways control bay, which had a teleportation room that connected to the Justice League satellite. Let's see, last, oh, a kitchen. It says, you know, Batman needs to make a sandwich every once in a while. And last and most importantly, a gift shop. Because, oh, why not? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Because why not? <laughs> Merchandising. Merchandise. Merchandising. There it is. There it is. Merchandising. That's how Merchand. you control the universe. We're just going <laughs> right. to sell the heck out of those Wonder Woman and Superman figures, and that's how we're going to take over the world. <laughs> but they One didn't snow think. globe at a time. <laughs> One that's snow right. Globe. One snow globe at hey, a time. If Cobra Commander can do it in G.I. Joe, so can the Super Friends. But that's true. He? But did he? <laughs> but uh, the, it's kind of interesting that the Hall of I didn't realize this, but the Hall of Justice didn't appear in the comic books until 2007. I kind of figured wow. they rolled it into the comic books you know, a few years later, but they didn't. Dude, that's crazy. They had a satellite in the comic books, didn't they? The Justice yes. League they had the Watchtower. Yeah. yeah, they had the yeah. Watchtower. So that's what started out first was the Watchtower. Then in 2007, they the old I think it was Justice Society of America's headquarters got destroyed, and Hall of Justice went on went on top of it. So, oh, I'm sorry, I need to correct it. It was Wonder Woman and John Stewart that designed it. Not okay. not necessarily the Green Lantern. Here's no. Here's a little morbid thing. It has a cemetery underneath it. Where they had a burial place for 400 yards below for the bodies of fallen heroes. Oh, man. That's straight up poltergeist right there. (laughs) They're going to be out swimming in mud and like skeletons are going to be coming out. I can see it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Not on top of an Indian burial ground, is it? Because (laughs) that could go really sideways. Yeah. This could get ugly. We're saving an extra large plot for Castle Grayskull under there when. Oh. Touche. Speaking of the narrator, last thing here, Ted Knight was the narrator on this from the Mary Tyler Moore show, Caddyshack. That that guy. Oh yeah, dude, he had a cool voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one that did it. Did the voice for the for the narrator, and then they had they actually did have a playset. I didn't find this out till just a few days ago, but Kenner made a playset. In 1984, for the the Hall of Justice, it had a lot of some similar features, like the Castle Gray Skull. It had the little trap trap door area. It had a little the teleportation thing that I was talking about. You could put the figures in the little teleportation area. Had a little area where you could sit your figures in front of the computer. The giant. Remember on the the cartoon had the giant screen tv where all the calls for help would come in it had a training area for of course the junior justice league members and i know lee bachmo love these wendy marvin and wonder dog of course high caliber no. heroes <laughs> <laughs> and the wonder twins the no. wonder twins yes and funny <laughs> yeah. funny thing too they had, if you've probably have seen this episode, where they go to the the opposite world where the Justice League is evil, the just, the League of Evil. Guess what Robin has in that episode? A mustache! Because when you're evil, you have a mustache. Even right. when you're 13. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Boy That's wonder right. no more. Evil. That's right. Uh, so... And the Hall of Justice was actually, the design was based on the Cincinnati Railroad uh, terminal in Cincinnati. And so if you see pictures of it, you can see it. Oh, looks, yeah. That's got like the dome like yep. thing to it. Yep. So that's wow. what I got for the How Hall original. Of they had to copy something that really existed. <laughs> <laughs> Let the battle begin. I'm going to roll out the reasons why the Hall of Justice is a better place to live than Castle Grayskull in this mashup okay. of residences, so to speak. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So it's in downtown Gotham. 
on like many acres of beautifully landscaped land with like a fountain and ample parking that fits both the Batmobile and Wonder Woman's invisible jet. That's worth bank in downtown Gotham. <laughs> that much real estate, perfectly landscaped, right, with ample parking. Yeah, that's that's a unicorn right there, right? You have the Justice League computer attached to the trouble alert that can sense danger anywhere on the globe and instantly puts it on the view screen at any angle you want. So apparently it had like cameras across the globe that it could access and look at anything it wanted to whenever you wanted it to. Who so doesn't that want is that? Skynet. Yeah, that's perfect, right? <laughs> um, but here's the big kicker. Here's my, my coup de gras. Out of all the cool stuff that Castle Grayskull has... There's no bathroom in Castle Grayskull. You can be the master in the universe, and you got to crap. You got to go to the outhouse, man. That's because their kegel muscles were so strong they would just hold it. Like, <laughs> why do you think they wear fur diapers? That's right. The Hall of Justice has a bathroom, and uh, you know I got to live where there's a bathroom, bros. Dude, you got to understand that's what the pit of souls was. It was just- <laughs> for, real, for real, yeah. <laughs> Oh man. That's okay. Bring it. Bring all right. It. Well, bring this it, is what I'm going to say. First and foremost, nobody was ever fighting to get in and take over the Hall of Justice. It was just a place. In fact, no Castle. one could get into Castle Grayskull. Right. But conversely, you let a dog, a monkey, and everybody's <laughs> mom into the, <laughs> the Hall of Justice. Like, hey, Batman's mom, come on in. That's We're right. all friends here. Especially dynamite. <laughs> That's why they have a gift shop. Yeah, the only exit is through the gift shop. Yeah, you're not making any revenue off Grayskull. No one's coming there and buying merch. That's true. No, <laughs> you're just living no, poor and doing the potty dance because you have nowhere to go. Now That's I true. should back up and say, guys, Castle Grayskull let Modulock in. I mean, really. Ooh. Did he? Well, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. If you listen to the Modulog episode, we talked about that. But, however, I will re- rebut the, the fact that he uh, he was a, a piece of crap. And <laughs> <laughs> but then also, this, is, this was going to be something I was going to bring up that the Hall of Justice couldn't do. They turned the Castle Grayskull into Castle Grayskull Man. And he went on a rampage and was murdering people. So Hollow Justice just sat there like cold concrete, soulless nothing. And Castle Grayskull Man went on a terror. So plus I'm sure there's probably just like a key to get into the Hollow Justice. Whereas to get into Castle Grayskull, you needed the power swords. Both halves. Both halves. And then Good the luck. other thing is. The other thing is, so the Hall of Justice did have a force field. I know that. They did, That protected it. They did. But the Sorceress protected the Castle Grayskull. And seriously, who's hotter, a force field or the Sorceress? (laughs) (laughs) That is the best straw man argument ever. Yeah. I I, I think we win. Every other main comic, the sorceress was being like captured and like drug off by Skeletor or someone. She was like the crappiest protector of Grayskull ever. She's anemic. Give her a break. <laughs> right. She had no food and nowhere to go to the bathroom. Low I mean, red blood cell count. There was she just there needed were, more iron. No lights in there. Oddly. It was always dark. She wanted to get kidnapped so she'd use a bathroom somewhere. Probably. <laughs> Probably. But He Man always conquered and always brought it back. You you sure, thought so. that the uh, the lava coming out of Snake Mountain was actually lava, but it's actually that like their sewer. It's like their sewer system. It's, <laughs> it's like they actually it's had the, better plumbing in Snake Mountain. It's their lava water nothing. filtering system. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. But the other thing is too is like again. So if somebody broke into the Hall of Justice, they would just get some cool weapons and toys and vehicles in a conference room. Whereas if you broke into Castle Grayskull, you had the power of the universe. So that, that's if you didn't go crazy first. That's true. Like, that's there's true. a lot of stuff that would like yeah, yeah. Mess happened up. happened to Hordak and Skeletor when they both got in there. Modulak did it because he was already crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't do anything to him. Because again, he's a piece of crap. 
<laughs> was it, it wasn't the soul seed in Castle Grayskull at one point? Yes. Yep. The soul seed? So, Explain that. Yep. See. Oh, I was worried you were going to do that. <laughs> uh, soul seed. It, like, it was like this, uh, this power that uh, was formed at the creation of Eternia, and it allowed you to like rewrite reality. Yep. And it was so powerful. I mean, like it tried to, um, it tries to corrupt you as well. It tried to corrupt Prince Adam. Prince Adam's too good. So it didn't it's corrupt him. And then, yeah. <laughs> is this wave two or wave three? This is true. One. Yes. <laughs> Waves of filmation. No, that's right probably there, like baby. wave 12. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. all that inform- information way late. Well, but what do we think? Uh, we can have a consensus on this one. Yeah, as much as I, uh, I love a good bathroom and, and can get a lot done in there. And uh, Castle Grey Skulls, it's the center of the universe. It's got the soul seed. It's it was one of my favorite places at all time growing up. That I it, it was probably the favorite place that I had growing up. I would have loved to have the GI Joe aircraft carrier. That would have been that's like the Word. most yeah. ever. But I didn't have it. But so Grey School was my my jam. So. I'm willing to concede on this one. Grace Gall looks amazing. I have to agree. Yeah. I yeah. would concede uh, Lee's original point, and that is it would be better to live in the Hall yes. of Justice. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and the landscaping alone is far far yeah. superior. It actually makes Gotham look good. It does. Yeah. There's no parking outside of Castle Grayskull. I mean, seriously, no. where do you even park, right? It's like a no. desolate, well, that's why you just have the attack track. He just goes and drives yeah. up the side of it. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even talk about Point Dread. I mean, we, oh, we're no. still, oh, I know. Yeah, Castle Grayskull yeah. is a fixer-upper. We're just adding stuff on. <laughs> fixer-upper. <laughs> Next week on <laughs> Flip or Flop. Flip or Flop in, 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 on Eternia. <laughs> this old right. skull. This old, <laughs> this old school. Oh man! Like the before and after pictures of Gray Skull, it's the same. It just looks really dark and damp. It's and exactly here, the same. Really yeah, dark yeah. and damp. Over and then here. there's just a toilet in the corner, and they're like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the, okay, I like it. The throne and the, the throne. trap door. That's right. Now one feature. Come on. <laughs> That's yeah. right. You really don't want to get stuck in the dungeon. I'm not going to say why. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know what we put down there. Well, trapdoors, double purpose. That's right. All right. Well, I love that one. Let's move on to the next one. And our first pick on oh, one and one, right? What's that? We're one and one now, right? One and one. Oh yes, boy, you're right. So, all right. Sorry, I cut you off. Keep no, going. it's okay. So, next one is our barricade brawl with Kool Aid Man on our side. I'll oh, leave it. I. I apologize at the beginning. I kind of spilled the beans on who's versus who, but so right. man is on our side. He is the, uh, of course the mascot for Kool-Aid and he got his or- origins in 1974. He's a walking, talking tall pitcher of cherry Kool-Aid. And he was created by the gray advertising company. And if you remember the commercials, of course, Kids are parched from playing outside or doing other activities, and they just say, oh, man, we're thirsty, and shout, hey, Kool-Aid man, and boom, Kool-Aid man bursts through the door. He's burst through walls. He's burst through fences. Oh, yeah. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, I just figured Jeff would be perfect for that. You could be the next (laughs) Kool-Aid man, actually, Jeff. There you go. I'm shooting for it. (laughs) (laughs) He goes through furnishings and ceilings and... Got his start in 1979 is when that whole ad campaign came out. But 1974 is when they kind of created that iconic look of the kind of has the the uh, what is it? Hawaiian shirt and has the smile and the picture and the the shoes and all that stuff. But in 1980, he had attained a pop culture status in 1983 that he had his own Atari 2600 and Intellivision video game. Yes. <laughs> and Intellivision. I'll include, I'll include pictures in the show notes. I, I looked at it, I have no idea. It's Atari 2600, uh, what you're supposed to really do. <laughs> but still, he had his own game. So Then he also had a comic book series for a while. 
that they they had. I think Marvel's the one that did that one, if I remember correctly. I think so, uh, under their stars imprint. Yeah, from yeah, there you go. 1983 to 85 is when he ran. Oh, under Archie. No, it was Archie. I was going to oh. say, it looks like Archie. Yeah, Archie. And they also had the Thirsties, which is a group of anthropomorphic sun-like creatures, or were the villains. And then in 1994, they retired the character from the commercials. So they didn't have that anymore up until 2008 when he was all CGI'd. Because I kind of remember those commercials. It was, I guess, a guy in a suit is what it kind of looked like. And so in 2008, they made him into a CGI character instead. But I didn't realize this, but the original formula for Kool-Aid was not in the dry packets. It was in little tiny, I don't know if you saw those, like what you get vanilla in or lemon in, just little tiny bottles of syrup that you would pour in the water. So it's just a condensed syrup. Yeah, that's what it originally was. But when he first created it back in the 20s, the depression hit. And found out, well, if I turn this into powder like Jello, that's where he got it. The idea from was Jello, little Jello packets. He could sell them for five cents a pack and could ship them anywhere. And it was a lot lighter because I guess in the beginning they didn't, they weren't in stores. You had to mail order them. So to save on shipping, he did the dry format, which saved a lot of money that way on the on the shipping. And it was originally called Fruit Smack. Is what the original Kool Aid <laughs> was called. Smack. Fruit Smack. Nice. So. That's what it originally came in. Make anything out of Kool-Aid anymore. They have pickles that you can soak into Kool-Aid and get the orange-flavored pickles. All sorts of things when I was researching this. So different things that they... Oh, yeah. You know, dye your hair with Kool-Aid. That was kind of a oh, thing yeah. back in the 80s. We did that in high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do anything with Kool-Aid almost. It seems like they even take the powder and deep fat fry or deep deep fry that and you eat it which i've never done and i don't think i want to that does not sound holy good at all. smokes <laughs> the more than 563 million gallons of kool-aid are consumed every year with more than 225 gallons just in the summer alone so in other words 17 gallons of kool-aid are consumed every second during the summer that's a lot of kool-aid that's incredible <laughs> That's I didn't know it was that much. <laughs> and there's 74 different flavors now. I was like, that's insane. <laughs> that's crazy. So that's the Kool-Aid man. I, yeah, the iconic commercials, of course. Every Saturday morning, you were bound to see at least three or four of them. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee yeah. it. I remember, I forget what year it would have been. It was probably 85, 86, I think. And they came out with the blue Kool-Aid for the yeah, first there. time. The berry, what was that called? Something I don't remember what it was. Berry blast or berry. Yeah, yeah. wasn't like wasn't very good. It was kind of tangy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, man, I was like, this is incredible. I'm drinking something blue, <laughs> and my my parents like they're like. I just remember we got it. We came walking in the living room, drinking it. And my parents like, what are you doing? It's like, this is awesome. And then like a week later, we spilt like a glass on the floor on the carpet. It was forever blue. (laughs) (laughs) Did not come out. Yes. That was was around the same. Around the same time that they had uh, Purple Saurus Rex. Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which was, that was my favorite, was Purple Saurus Rex. Purple Saurus Rex. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of stains and stuff that it could do, I guess it's used not only as hair dye, but the citric acid in Kool Aid makes it a handy toilet bowl cleaner, too. So interesting. (laughs) Pour it in your toilet, leave it overnight, it'll clean it up in a a jiffy. I kind of want to try one of those pickles. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've they seen look those. really good. They soak them so in the be cherry, sweet. Or, cherry or strawberry. Yeah, I, I love it. How in 2015 they had Kool Aid Invisible, yes. so it looked like water. <laughs> <laughs> how interesting! We didn't. Put you can see all it. the sugar. You can see all the sugar you just put in there. <laughs> how innovative! I know. So fun fact. So you guys know where Kool-Aid was originated from, right? Yes, Hastings, Nebraska. Hastings, Nebraska. And every year they have a big event there in Hastings for Kool-Aid Day. Back in 1921, I think, is when it first came out. There we go, the Kool-Aid Man. Kool-Aid Man. Kool-Aid Man's going to win this battle heads up. (laughs) (laughs) um, I watched a bunch of his commercials. That dude broke through everything. Fences, signs, 
billboards. He crashed through a stadium wall into like a middle of a baseball game. He broke through brick walls. And every time that smile was on his face, like didn't even phase him. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And usually he was carrying like other pitchers to like bring people drinks. His children. Drop. Just like (laughs) stuff was still in hand. He was just a machine built for breaking stuff and hydrating people. (laughs) (laughs) And was also the carrier of diabetes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You uh, one way or another. Before I before I destroy <laughs> before I destroy uh, Kool Aid Man, you could also get points off the back of each of those packets. Oh, yeah. You could like save those up and buy stuff. And I got I got fun fact. I got a uh, a Kool Aid Man fanny pack because nice. <laughs> because those were cool back then and yeah. i got enough points that i could have a fanny pack that's awesome nice. i kind of forgot about that yeah that was fun they need to do that stuff again yeah do they do anything like that anymore on those no everything's just like online stuff it's just dumb how many points to get a fanny pack jesse do you remember Jeez. Oh, I don't know. I wonder if you could look that stuff up. In order to get anything, it was like a ridiculous amount of points. Yeah. Each little pack was only one point or two points or something like that. It wasn't very much. If you got like the canisters, those were worth a lot of points. And if you should, they're still doing it. Oh, they are? Oh, wow. They're still doing it. Holy crap. Whoa, I got to start drinking Kool-Aid again. (laughs) (laughs) Invisible Kool-Aid for Jeff. Yes, it's water, I swear. It's drinking the vodka again. (laughs) So you can just fake your mom out. You're like, I'm drinking water, just like you told me to. Yes. All right, well, who's Kool-Aid man going up against, guys? Oh, man, the one, the only, needs no introduction. But I'm going to anyways. He's going to do it. Hey, it's me. It's Ram Man. Yes. <laughs> okay. Do we do do we do synopsis for Ram Man? Yeah, let let the listener yep. know who who Ram Man is just in case they don't know. Jesse, I'm going to I'm going to let you do this one, buddy. <laughs> okay. He's right. in your DNA. All right. Ram Man was a loyal heroic warrior known for his amazing abilities, which is basically jumping super duper high like he could fly. He could basically fly. <laughs> Because he never, ever, ever, ever skips leg day. He pretty much invented leg day. And, and yeah, so he could fly. And his head is super flat on top of the helmet. On the helmet. His head is normal. It's underneath the helmet. But that part's super flat for destroying everything. Yeah. Propelled forward by his powerful legs, Ram Man charged his targets with full ramming speed. So that's the thing making impact with his helmeted head because that's smart that's just that i mean who goes face first into a wall just dummies full of kool-aid and um <laughs> face first he's he's just begging for a concussion or a broken a broken pitcher uh yeah so i'm gonna skip this part because it's not fair it's fake news all right i'll read it somewhat d- dull-witted he was tr- he was tricked by the unscrupulous individuals <laughs> Uh, they say many times over. I think it was like one time. Because of this, Rayman did not trust He-Man when he first encountered him. Go back and read that. Uh, He-Man was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> the, two, the two started as adversaries. And while He-Man was initially reluctant to employ force, he eventually had to put Rayman in his place. I am done reading this. I'm done. I'm done reading this. <laughs> Uh, this is that's not real Th- that book is going to be burned later so let's talk about the cool things that we do know so well, number one, he's got he's got the enchanted armor right he's got the enchanted armor yep number two he's got a meat cleaver axe that would chop people in half yeah number three he was built like a happy meal toy number four <laughs> <laughs> number four his stickers fell off in 11 seconds oh man i'm not i'm not building a very good case here um but can can he no. lift the axe if he never skips leg day oh yeah yeah and oh. and even though he's a happy meal toy like like 30 year old toys or probably more like all closer to 40 now um they still spring like i i defy you to they find do. a ram man that doesn't work 
That's true. Still works. Accepted, huh? <laughs> I mean, I mean, true. And, and granted, you can't smash Ram Man with a hammer and then be like, "See, <laughs> that's right." You're not that jacking your car count. up with them or something, but I, I still remember right. showing my son Ram Man, and I said, "Well, here's his feature. You know, just pop him down and <laughs> pop him, like, is that it? I'm like, yeah, that's it." He's like, "Wow, yeah, that's it." Huh? <laughs> but also. You leave that kid alone with that Ram Man, and they're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. You know, it's like the fidget spinner of the 80s. It's like I bubble mean, wrap or something. Right. You know, you can't they, stop. They got nothing on us. They got nothing like on us. That's, That's right. all it does. A fidget spinner spins. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's its whole job. You can spin That's it right. this way or you can spin it that way. I don't know. <laughs> so do we, are, we on the, are we on the defense now? Yeah. Let the battle begin. Yeah. I think we're on I, the defense. This is the only thing I took notes on. <laughs> okay. So, okay, I will concede that maybe, maybe Kool-Aid Man could kill more people because he is the favorite tool of serial killers and cult leaders. If you drink the Kool-Aid, you die. And so, you know, you got, you got him. He's just busting face first. I'm going to just point that out again. (laughs) Face first through walls, you know, like places that people live in, you know, like he doesn't care about structure. What does Rayman care about? Killing doors, just getting into places just so that they could do the job. I mean, like, did did Kool-Aid Man ever knock? Did he ever try? No. no. Uh, he didn't care. He just left a path of destruction in some poor kid's house. Yeah. And he'd be like, here, here's a glass of 14-cent Kool-Aid. And then he'd walk out, and he caused $40,000 worth of damage. And then his dad would come home and beat the crap out of the kid and be like, what the hell happened? I swear oh, yeah, Kool-Aid. No, no, Kool-Aid. No, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. no. Also, also, here's a fun fact. Kool-Aid Man is basically a genie. He, yeah, that's right. He's a slave. He's only summoned when somebody is thirsty. Yeah, to quench the thirst of children. On the flip side, Ram Man is nobody's slave, and there's no quenching the thirst for Ram Man because he's a thirst trap. Legit. He's a snack. <laughs> that's true. I don't even know why I need to go on. <laughs> But Kool-Aid Man can hear voices from anywhere and and, and help people out. You know, Ram Man just destroys doors and stuff. No, Ram Man heard voices, I promise you. (laughs) Well, here's the the thing that that, uh, Kool-Aid Man can't do, and that is lay on his stomach. (laughs) If he lays on his stomach, he dies because all of his brain juice, which I guess is cherry. I didn't know that until today. All of his cherry guts are on the floor. He can't lay on his back. He can't lay on his side. But Ram Man can fly. Ram Man can fly. He goes up, but he doesn't come down. Is that? (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I think that's fair. (laughs) The thing is... The Kool-Aid man is so entrenched in our society, like you said, that the catchphrase, you know, I drank the Kool-Aid. Are you drinking the Kool-Aid? You know, that Ram Man isn't in our pop culture lexicon like the Kool-Aid man is. Yeah, but if you're drinking the Kool-Aid, you died. Yeah, that's right. So, well, at least he's, <laughs> that's where that came from. He's well known. So, that's where that came from. I think the most soulless thing that could ever exist would be Kool-Aid man in the attack track. Oh, God. And he fit because he's like a minivan. That's right. <laughs> the Kool-Aid man. Oh, and man. This is a tough track. one. You have a smile. At least he has a smile on his face when he's tearing right. out he five-year-old's hair, I guess. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you look at the comics. And I just look at the look of worry on all those kids' face. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then Kool-Aid's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's ready to tear down a stadium. Yeah, he it does. It's like, there's Man a doesn't door care. right there. Yeah. Kool-Aid Man is like the honey badger. He, he just doesn't care. That's true. You don't have to care to win, brother. <laughs> and I will I will say one point to, to Kool-Aid Man for having a video game. Yeah, we have no idea what it was, but yeah. no, you don't know. It was what a video game. It's it's Atari twenty six hundred. It's you know I, yeah. <laughs> it just I'm doesn't sure make it involves sense. and hydrating children. Probably <laughs> that's probably the extent of that game. Yeah, yeah. probably. 
Probably. Well, what do you think, guys? Kool-Aid man or Ram man? Man, in a fight? I think I kind of think that if they went and smashed each other, I think Rayman would shatter that glass. <laughs> Even if he just tipped him over, all he has to do is tip him over. <laughs> he just he's, picks him up and starts drinking. He's a he, he's a little teapot, <laughs> only a little teapot. not tea. <laughs> Short and or or they'd be like right in the middle of a fight, and then Kool Aid Man would be like, "Wait a second, I hear some thirsty children." <laughs> well, yeah, but Rayman minutes. could get distracted because he forgot to do, you know, some squats or something. It's like, wait, we never forget to, to do squats. <laughs> I gotta get back to the that, gym. That's a lie. He never forgets squats. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he might not show up because he's too busy. He's like, I got ten more reps. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, true. knocking Kool Aid Man over. You're right. He probably isn't getting back up. But I'm starting to wonder if you knock Ram Man over, can he get up? I mean, the guy had no. <laughs> He couldn't, he couldn't like bend at all. Like you knock him over, and he just like all he can do is roll. Yeah, I mean, he, like a barrel roll. That's right. <laughs> at least all of his guts stay in his head. <laughs> his his dull witted nuts. <laughs> That's fine. He he might get dizzy, but he's still alive. Right. So if there is a battle between right. the two, Orko just comes over and just like pushes over both of them, and they're just rolling on the ground. <laughs> I mean, if Orko shows up and turns them both into strawberries, then I guess Kool-Aid Man wins because he's practically strawberry already. He's already strawberry. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, we'll leave it up to the listener to decide, see who they think wins these battles and let us know, too, if what you think. You know, you can all put the contact information for, for everybody here and you can let us know if we're right or if we're wrong. <laughs> but uh, That's right. I, I want to thank you guys for being on the show, man. It's always fun talking nerdy stuff and coming up with stories about Christmas last year for Jeff and his brother when they got Castle Grayskull and Snake Mountain. And, <laughs> and we got to hear from right. Man. So, yeah, I'll uh, put the link for everybody here in the show notes so you can hear Jesse read comics and look for Lee's game and then, of course, listen to Mega. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I Absolutely. appreciate it. Well, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah, was, thank you. It was a good time. We'll have to do this again and come up with some more ideas. And maybe, Hey, Jesse, do you still have the fanny pack? I don't, oh. dude. I love that fanny pack. Yeah, I, don't. I, I wore it. To, I wore it out to the point where the zipper barely worked. So there you go. <laughs> I just thought of that. So, all right. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Great time with the guys. I hope to do it again in the future. And again, thank you for listening to the podcast. And until next time, nerd it up. <laughs>